welcome back to the Artful Gatherings podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie Kirkland, and today what I would like to do is take you behind the scenes in the studio a little bit. So I am in the process of creating my next collection of paintings, which I will be releasing in just a few weeks, probably the early part of November. And I thought it might be kind of fun for you guys to see a little bit behind the scenes and to hear about some of the inspiration and what I've been thinking about and sort of learn more about the process of what it's been like to create these paintings. So that's what this episode is going to be about today, just giving you a little bit of a behind the scenes sneak peek into this new painting collection. One thing to note, so my email subscribers always get first access and a preview to any new paintings. So as you're listening to this episode, if you're resonating with the different things that I'm talking about, then I would recommend that you go sign up for my newsletter on my website. It's stephaniekirklandart.com slash newsletter. And that will ensure that you have first access to the new paintings and you get to see them first. And if you fall in love with a particular painting, then you get to claim it before anybody else does. So definitely check that out. So before we dive into talking about this new collection of paintings, I actually think it would be helpful to back up a little bit and share a little bit about my background and why I started painting in the first place and also what some of my past painting collections have looked like. Because I will say, I think this new collection, it feels very different to me than anything that I have ever made before. I am definitely thinking about it quite differently than the way I've thought about paintings in the past. And so, especially if you're not familiar with my work, but even if you are, I think just a quick rundown of sort of where my work has been so far will be a great starting point for where this new collection of paintings is going. So let's start there. I guess the first thing to note is that I actually started painting in college. So I took a painting class on a whim and that very quickly turned into a second major in art because I loved it so much. And the thing that drew me to painting initially was just how stress relieving it was. I've always been a really high achieving type A kind of person. And the thing that I loved about painting was that I couldn't mess up, right? Like you start to paint something and like, let's say it's not looking exactly like you wanted it to. Well, you can just wipe it right away and start new. And that whole process just, I loved it so much. So really I started painting as a stress reliever. And so when I graduated college, I stopped painting for quite some time. Right after I graduated college, I actually taught in a low-income high school, which was so, so, so stressful. So just one example, I probably worked like 80 hours a week every week for pretty much that entire year. Just one example, so my school could not afford a full set of books for all of the students that I taught, and I taught four different subjects. So a lot of my time was spent creating study guides and worksheets and things that my students could take home so that they could actually be prepared for the things that we were discussing in class. And so that's where a lot of my time went. In addition to, you know, just the emotional stress of working in a low-income school and being face-to-face with the unique set of challenges that my students faced 
coming from low-income backgrounds. So much stress on so many levels, which is another topic and another conversation for another day. But all of that is to say that year was very stressful. And when I left teaching, it was very quickly after that that I just had this feeling that I wanted to paint. I missed it. I wanted that feeling of stress relief that I had felt in college. And so very quickly, I picked back up my paintbrushes after that experience and I started painting again. Well, you know, an interesting thing, when you're in college, you have assignments and prompts that serve as starting points for what it is that you're going to paint. Well, graduating from college, I didn't have that anymore. So when I decided, okay, I miss painting, I want to paint, the first question was, well, what what do I want to paint, right? That was entirely in my control then. And not surprisingly, what I ended up painting was abstract paintings inspired by the outdoors. And the reason that wasn't surprising to me is because I find being out in nature to also be incredibly stress relieving. And so it makes sense to me that I would have combined those two things, painting and the outdoors into this one stress relieving medium. And so like one of my first paintings was this reflection on water. So it was sort of looking at, looking down on a pond that was framed by some trees. So, you know, sparkly light and blues and greens and whites and those deep shadows from the tree and just this really calming water scene. One of my next paintings was this abstract painting inspired by a sunset. So those really soft and romantic pinks and blues and just that very wispy sky. And then one of my next paintings was inspired by looking up through trees in early spring. So you know that really vibrant lime green color that you get whenever leaves are just coming into bloom. And also that really high contrast of looking up at a really bright sunny spring sky, but then the deepness of the trees against the sky. So very much reminiscent of that deep contrast, all of those beautiful greens, et cetera, et cetera. So those were some of my earliest paintings. And then when I started creating work in collections, they were still very much in that vein. So my first collection was actually a series of more traditional landscapes inspired by a trip that I took to Provence, France. So I was really inspired by the mountains and the beautiful light in that particular region. And then the next collection was a series of abstracts inspired by some time that I spent hiking in northern Montana in Glacier National Park. So that group of paintings um, had a lot of icy glacial blue and was inspired by the power of waterfalls and majestic mountains and just sort of the power and refreshing energy of being out in the wilderness in that kind of environment. And then one of my more recent collections I released last fall, it was the height of COVID and I was stressed again and I found myself just wanting to escape to the woods. And so the collection that came out of that time was called Autumn Woods and it was also very much inspired by rustling tree leaves and the colors were very vibrant and reminiscent of fall, but just sort of that idea of just trying to bring the outside in. So none of us can be outside all the time. 
But what we can do is we can bring the outside into our homes, into what we surround ourselves with on our walls or, you know, the things that we fill our home with. We can bring that same soothing and refreshing energy from the outdoors into our home whenever we're not actually able to be outside. What was interesting is that around the same time, so last fall, I did an exercise where I had to come up with a central concept for my work. And so what I did was very similar to what all of us have done in grade school, where you start brainstorming a lot of words and you put them in little bubbles and then you connect them with lines in this gigantic web showing how all of those ideas are related. And so when I did this, of course, I came up with words like hiking and the respite of the outdoors and the wilderness as metaphor for overcoming challenges and things like that. But as I was working on this concept map, what I realized was that certainly those things were related to my work, but that my central concept was not those things. So something I often say is that my work is inspired by the outdoors. That is the visual language which I use to communicate. But my work is not about the outdoors. It's about something else. And this exercise really helped me distill what that something else was. And after doing all of the brainstorming and coming up with all of the words and putting all of the ideas onto paper of what it is that I'm thinking about when I'm creating my paintings, this central concept that I came up with that still feels very just perfect even today is Daring Greatly. And that comes from the book by Brene Brown, but also originally the Teddy Roosevelt quote. And... This is what that quote says. It is not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly, who errs, who comes short again and again, because there is no effort without error and shortcoming, but who does actually strive to do the deeds who knows great enthusiasms, the great devotions, who spends himself in a worthy cause, who at the best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement, and who at the worst, if he fails, at least fails while daring greatly. Love that quote. <laughs> Probably my favorite quote of all time. But what was interesting about that, I actually discovered that quote during my year of teaching, oddly enough. <laughs> When I settled on that concept, it just felt so right that what I'm trying to communicate with my work is about daring greatly and all of the different facets of what that means. When this happened, and I realized that this was my central concept. Of course, my next thought was, okay, well, that, that feels pretty different than the soothing energy of the outdoors and hiking and respite and stress relief. I mean, those are certainly related, but it's pretty different. So what does that mean? How do I incorporate this concept into my paintings. And so really, I have spent the last year exploring that concept and trying to figure out exactly what that looks like. And if you follow me on social media, then you'll notice that I have been pretty quiet. I really have not shared much on Instagram this year, and I really have not released that many paintings this year, in large part because I have been letting this idea ruminate. And I've been trying to really explore this concept in depth and figure out, okay, what does this mean for my work? And what, how do I want it to look and feel different knowing that this is what I'm trying to communicate? 
And so I did release a small collection of paintings in the spring. And there were two paintings in particular from that group that I think are sort of bridges that go in this direction. So one of them is called Fresh Start and the other one is called Daybreak. And I brought both of those paintings with me to a show that I had in the spring. And I had a really interesting experience where there was several people, but one woman in particular who looked at the paintings and she said to me, man, I love that you're not afraid to go dark. And when she said that, I knew I was onto something because I do think this, you know, this concept of daring greatly is a little darker and heavier than I think some of my work in the past, but also it's still hopeful and optimistic and empowering, I think. And one of those paintings, Fresh Start, this woman, she was looking at it and she hadn't seen the title yet, but she looked at the painting and she said, man, you know, I see something raw and something challenging in that painting, but I also see a lot of hope. I see resilience. And so I've been using those two paintings as starting points for this new collection that I've been working on, which I really see as an extension of those two. And some things that I'm thinking about. So I think first off, what is Daring Greatly? What is that? And I think there, you know, there are many definitions of daring greatly, but one thing that I'm thinking about in particular is embracing failure and imperfection and being completely and authentically yourself, which requires a lot of courage and also requires redefining definitions of success. One thing I will say about the paintings that I've made in the past is that I feel like they are very beautiful. They are calming, they're soothing, they're easy to look at, they're easy to have in your home. And that's great. And I think there's certainly a place for that. But something that I've been exploring with this new set of work is more about embracing the failures. So going back to the Daring Greatly quote, one concept that's in there is that if you're doing something truly worthwhile, you will be failing. Like Failure is inevitable, right? Whereas if you're doing something easy, you may not fail. But the question becomes, is that thing really that worthwhile, right? Like the only way that we go to new heights and the only way that we accomplish something truly amazing is to continue to push ourselves and to get out of our comfort zone and to be okay with falling and scraping our knees and having to pull ourselves back up. But when that happens, you learn something and you know that you are pursuing something great and you just continually get better and better and better. So being okay with imperfection and failure and being okay with not looking polished, right? So in terms of like the actual process of creating the paintings, what you may not know is that when I start paintings, they actually look quite wild. Like the first marks are bold and just kind of all over the place. And if you were to look at the beginning marks of my paintings and then my finished paintings, you would probably be shocked because they look nothing alike. And so something I've been trying to do with this new collection of paintings is not taming them as much as I have tamed past paintings. So just kind of letting some of those wild and raw marks stay and 
letting them be what they are and embracing the beauty of that rawness. And so, yeah, it it's just interesting looking at this new group of paintings because they're definitely – they're not as polished. They're not as – I guess, you know, objectively beautiful. But I think that's also what I really love about them is they're redefining definitions of beauty. You know, is beauty something easy? Is it something ideal that we hold up on a pedestal and say, this is beauty? Or is beauty unabashed authenticity? Is it putting yourself out there and doing something big, even though you may stumble, you may fall? You may skin your knees or exhaust your breath, like in the case of hiking, or you may fall. You have you may have to pull yourself up, but at least you were yourself, and at least you did something worthwhile. And I'm kind of answering my own question here, but clearly, I think beauty is the second. And you know, there there is certainly something beautiful about a colorful sky at sunset, of course, but there's also something really beautiful about seeing someone pursue something really challenging and to overcome that challenge and stepping into who they are as a person. And so those are some of the things that I've been thinking about with this new group of paintings. And what's interesting is that in the process of making them, I've kind of had to dare greatly myself, if you will. With my previous paintings, I had gotten in a rhythm. I mean, if you asked me to create a beautiful painting inspired by a sunset, I could do that pretty easily, right? Like I had perfected that process and I knew how to do that. But with this new concept and wanting to leave some of the raw marks and embrace this new definition of beauty, you know, this is not something I've ever really played with before. And so I actually had to challenge myself in the painting process to be okay with failure and to be okay with the unknown because there have been plenty of paintings that I have made throughout the past year that just simply have not worked. (laughs) So yeah, I mean, just risking that you may try something and it may not work out, but at least you tried and that's going to lead you to the next thing that will just continue to grow. Yeah. And actually I will even say I think releasing this collection of paintings will be an act of daring greatly because I feel good about where they are at at the moment. I think I'm finally ready to share them with you, but it's also certainly possible that I release these paintings into the world and you guys are like, Stephanie, what were you thinking? Like, these are terrible or I don't see what you're talking about. You know, that's always possible when you release paintings into the world. But especially with this group, just because it's so different than anything I've made in the past. So even the act of releasing the paintings, I am having to embrace the unknown and embrace the possibility of failure. That's the only path forward. As with anything, you have to start. You have to put yourself out there. You have to go into the arena and embrace the dust and sweat and blood in order to get anywhere, right? And my hope with this new collection of paintings is that you feel inspired to embrace these concepts yourself. So these paintings aren't just about me. They're also about you and how you can embrace your authentic self and how you can go into the arena and do something hard and be okay with potentially failing, but knowing that that's going to teach you something that will lead you to your next great thing. So I hope you keep that in mind as you see me share more of these paintings going forward. 
But going back to, I guess, the visual inspiration a little bit, just talking more specifically about what these paintings look like and what the inspiration for them was. So they're still very much inspired by natural colors and nature. And of course, with it being fall, my work always tends to be pretty seasonal. So whatever colors are around me tend to make their way into my work. So you will see a lot of kind of warmer colors, some greens, some like deep sort of siennas and things like that. But they're a lot more muted and subtle and deep, I would say, than maybe some of my lighter or brighter or happier colors that maybe I've used in the past. So, you know, some of the things that I've been thinking about are things like fallen leaves. So it's early fall and, you know, leaves are beautiful when they're on the trees and there's really bright, vibrant fall colors, but they're also really beautiful when they fall. I don't know how much you've paid attention to the color of leaves on the ground, especially after it rains. So they, you know, start with this really kind of pale purple, purplish brown, like almost mauve, like lavender color. But then after it rains, they become this really rich, deep, kind of maroon, brown, ochre color. Like it's just really beautiful. But so things like that, or you know, embracing colors that may not traditionally be considered beautiful. So things like olive or rust and putting that next to something like a rose or a sage or maybe a happier golden yellow and just kind of seeing what happens when all of those colors are next to one another. And it's creating these really rich and interesting paintings where when you look at them, there's just so much to look at. There's these raw layers. There are these more vibrant layers and um, just a lot of energetic brushstrokes and lots of drips, kind of just letting the paint be what it is. Um, But yeah, that's a little bit about what's been going on in the studio and the kinds of paintings that I'm working on. And I am really excited to share them with you. So just a little bit about release details. I am still actively working on these paintings and also waiting on some frames to come in before I start photographing them. So most of the paintings will come in a raw wooden floater frame in just sort of raw maple wood, which looks really beautiful and I think is going to finish them really nicely. They will be wired, ready to hang, um, available in all kinds of different sizes, everything from eight by 10 inches up to 48 inches, like just you know, small paintings, medium paintings, very large paintings. And as I mentioned earlier, the best way to get first dibs on them and to get the painting that you really love is to sign up for my email list. So email subscribers always hear about new paintings first. You'll get a full preview of the painting collection just a few days before it launches to the public. And that just gives you a really good opportunity to contemplate and look at all the paintings and figure out, you know, which one is really calling you. So you can sign up for that on my website at stephaniekirklandart.com slash newsletter. And in the meantime, follow me on Instagram at stephaniekirklandart to see the paintings unfold. I will continue to share photos and some process videos and just some other stories and inspiration behind the collection there. So that would be another great place to follow along as the painting collection unfolds. One last thing before we close out today's episode. So I am still offering a complimentary print through the month of October for anyone who rates and reviews the podcast. 
So the way that this works is that you just need to go to Apple Podcasts and rate the podcast and write a review. And then right before you submit your review, take a screenshot so that I know it was your review. And sometimes these reviews can take a couple days to post. So just take a screenshot so you have it right then and there. And then email that to me right before you hit submit. Uh, My email is hello at stephaniekirklandart.com. And when you do that, I will be happy to send you a complimentary print. So um, another thing that you can do, you can actually go to my website and take a look at the prints if if there's one that you would like in particular and just include that in your email with the screenshot. So you can look at the prints at stephaniekirklandart.com slash prints, and I'll include that link in the show notes. Um, And yeah, just tell me which one is your favorite, and I will be happy to send that your way. And that is going on through the month of October. So you have a couple weeks left to get your complimentary print for rating and reviewing the podcast. And that's about it. I am so excited about sharing these paintings with you. Like I said, follow along on Instagram for more behind the scenes sneak peeks. But otherwise, I will see you in a couple of weeks. And I would love to hear what you think. So um, as you start seeing paintings, feel free to leave me a comment or send me a message. I would love to know what you guys think about the paintings and I will see you in the next episode.